Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you from America to Africa and everywhere else. God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll put it all together for you. So let's get started. Today we are finishing up Daniel's dream. We are in... Daniel chapter 7, and we're going to be putting in at chapter 24, excuse me, verse 24, and finishing up down through verse 28. So let's get started. As for the ten horns, out of this kingdom, ten kings shall arise, and another shall arise after them. He shall be different from the former ones. So these ten horns are growing out of this fourth beast, this fourth kingdom that we've said was analogous to Italy. So this fourth kingdom was different from all the rest because it had more power and it destroyed more uh, more of the earth. It was made of iron and uh, it corresponded to a beast that was undescribable. But it's Uh, just as the uh, fourth part of Nebuchadnezzar's statue was made of iron, this animal had iron in it. And uh, the foot of Nebuchadnezzar's great statue, the iron was mixed with the clay. So this fourth kingdom did not hold together. Rome was never conquered. It just fell apart. And that's true that we see that in world history today. No other kingdom has impacted the world like Rome. When Rome disintegrated, all of these peoples intermarried, and and then the Roman culture just got spread all over the world, and that's true today. We see Roman uh, laws, Roman words, uh, the Latin language, um, customs. We just see its influence all around. And so... um, Out of this kingdom, there are going to be ten horns or ten kingdoms probably springing up from the remnants of the Roman Empire. So the Roman Empire is, you know, there's never going to be another empire like the Roman Empire. No big world dominating empire. It's just a lot of kingdoms. And so out of this, there's going to be another kingdom arising after these ten kingdoms, and he's going to be different from the former ones. And this is a reference to the Antichrist. He shall put down three kings. He shall speak words against the Most High. So in other words, this king, this leader, is going to put down three of the other kingdoms, and he's going to speak words against the Most High. And he shall wear out 
the saints of the Most High. In other words, he's going to, you know, he's going to defeat them. He's going to wear them down. He's going to defeat them. And shall think to change the times and the law. So in other words, <clears throat> he might think to change the calendar, the way the way time is measured, and uh, the law. Maybe, you know, there will be a new new type of law that they want to institute. And they shall be given into his hand for a time, times, and half a time. Now, maybe that means a time meaning a year, and then times would be twice, and then half a time, maybe half a year. Who knows? But that may add up to three years. I've seen it, or I mean three years and six months. That would be time, and at times that would be two. One plus two is three, and then half a time might be six months. Who knows? But this Antichrist arguably could could be in control for three years, six months, or could be whatever a period of time is. Verse 26, But the court shall sit in judgment, and his dominion shall be taken away, to be consumed and destroyed to the end. In other words, Antichrist, no matter what, no matter how powerful you are, no matter <clears throat> how many kingdoms you try to put down, no matter what you try to do with the, the calendar or the law, or no matter what you say about the Most High, with a word, you will be consumed and destroyed. Verse 27, And the kingdom and the dominion and the greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High. <clears throat> In other words, under Jesus Christ, the righteous people shall inherit the earth. The kings think they have it. They think they have power over the earth. But the ultimate rule on the earth will be given to those who inherit it through Jesus Christ, through the, the saints of the Most High. His kingdom shall be an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey Him. His kingdom. This reference to Jesus Christ that will rule over all. Verse 28. Here's the end of the matter. As for me, Daniel, my thoughts greatly alarmed me, and my color changed, but I kept the matter in my heart. So in other words, Daniel now is <clears throat> he's finished, finished writing everything he could write about this dream and about this interpretation of this dream and about what's going to happen in the future. And he still probably doesn't know all these events but he has an idea that God's in control. He has an idea that the church, the saints, <clears throat> are going to be persecuted. He doesn't understand what the church is, but he has an idea that God's people will be persecuted. It's alarming. It's an alarming thought that your future generation is going to be under severe oppression. And that's what this picture is. And whoever this oppressor is, is going to rule for a period of time. <clears throat> but even if he's ruling for a period of time, God's word has already ordained that it is because of God's will that this, this person, this Antichrist person, 
will be allowed to rule. He's not ruling without God allowing it, God for uh, um, casting it, or ordaining it, because it's God's purpose. God has a purpose for this. And it may be a testing period of people who need to be tested. It may be a testing period for the earth itself. Maybe a final testing period for those who will be resistant in any other way. God knows their hearts. But after that, God will give a command. And this evil one will be destroyed. And it is a note of hope and reassurance in God's sovereignty. That's what this dream is about. It's a synopsis of all world history, starting from Babylon to the Greeks, excuse me, from Babylon to the Media Persians, to the Greeks, to the Romans, and those nations who come after the Roman Empire, lots of little kingdoms. It's an overview of world history, but it is also a prophecy into what is to come. And that arising out of this <clears throat> will be an antichrist kingdom, a kingdom against God. And will try to dominate the world in terms of law and time itself, and probably, you know, saying things bad about it. But it's a prophecy that God is always going to be in control. We have an end to the world, we already have an ending. And it's right here in Daniel's dream that corroborates with the book of Revelation, which is revealed to John. Corresponds to chapters um, 4 and 5 that we've touched on before. So, isn't it interesting that when Daniel had this dream, and McGee points it out too, that Daniel didn't go out and say he... He told everybody about it. He said he kept the matter in his heart. And he pondered this. He studied this. He's very careful. He was prayerful. And he was certainly transformed by it. And that's what McGee says. If you're trying to study prophecy, if you're trying to study something that's going to happen in the future, be careful about it. Be careful. Be, care be prayerful. Study it. But allow yourself to be transformed by it. You can't read the Word of God and not be transformed. But when you're reading the Word of God as it occurs to prophecy for the future, you have to be transformed. You have to allow yourself to be changed. It's not a matter of what you're thinking about what you want to do. It clearly shows that God is in control. God has a plan and a purpose and it's God's will that needs to be done on earth as it is in heaven already. And it really puts you grounded. It resets your little priority list. And that's why you need to be changed by it. Because you need to be subservient to His will. You and I need to be subservient to what His purposes are. Your mouth was made for one thing. That's praising God. Your ears were made for one thing. That's hearing the praise from God. Your eyes were made to fixate on Him. So when you're walking around, 
and you're talking with people, you need to know, you need to remember, your mouth was only made for one thing, that's sharing and praising God. Their ears, the people you're talking to, their ears were made for one thing, and that's hearing the word of the Lord. So if you ever are around people and you're self-conscious about trying to speak up, just remember, your mouth was only made for one thing. Anything else you try to say, you're doing what it wasn't made to do. And it may get your popularity, it may not. But it was made to give them the praise that God is due. And that's what their ears are made for too. And if their heart was made for Him, their ears will hear the call of the Lord. So think about that next time you're talking with people and you're a little hesitant to speak up and praise God. Remember, if their heart was made for the Word, their ears will hear the Word. That's all you got to do. Let those ears hear. So, awesome dream. Awesome message for us today. And uh, certainly incredibly powerful message for you to be changed as well. To know your God is in control. So, for me to all of you, God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow as we take up Daniel chapter 8. Now, I'll turn the rest of the podcast over to my co-host in Zambia, Matali. Who's going through this as well? Matalia, I hope you're doing great. I look forward to hearing what you've got to say about this awesome, awesome study. Take it away, Matali. Hello. So today's teaching is coming from Daniel chapter 7, beginning at verse 24 all the way to verse 28. So this chapter looks at the four beasts that Daniel saw um, in his vision. And it also you know, it reflects on the um, multi-metallic image that Nebuchadnezzar actually um, had in his um, dream. So here at verse 24, it reads, The ten horns are ten kings who shall arise from this kingdom, and another shall rise after them. He shall be different from the first ones and shall subdue three kings. So here... um. You know, Daniel's in Daniel's vision, he saw the kingdoms, like the in the inward appearance of the kingdoms, their character for who they were. Um, but you know, um, the characteristics are the same. Like you can liken them to the multi-metallic image that Nebuchadnezzar saw. So he, Daniel saw a lion with wings, which represented the head of gold, in the image, and that was Babylon. And he saw the bear that represented the arms of silver, and this represents. Uh, Medio Persia, the Medio Persia Empire, and then um, there was the leopard or the panther with the four wings, which represents the size of brass, representing Graco Macedonia Empire, which was put together by Alexander the Great. Then we have, you know, the nondescriptive beast that was the fourth beast that's different from all the other beasts, and that was the Roman Empire. So three of these empires have disappeared. We are now somewhere in the fourth beast, and this beast. Um, you know, was ferocious, vicious, brutal, and dictatorial in nature. And this was Rome, which didn't disappear, but just fell apart. So, you know, during the reign of Rome, that's, you know, the iron fist that Rome, Rome put on the neck of the entire world, you know, um, it was hated because Rome was, you know, full of corruption, it was brutal, it was d- dictatorial, and it just fell apart. It fell apart into the European 
nations there today and the Roman Empire actually lives on and we can actually see this in language, psychology, philosophy, in their legal systems, in their governments of these particular nations. So the ten horns came out of the beast and these ten horns are ten kings that represent, you know, each horn represents a kingdom and a king. And amongst these ten kings, another, an eleventh one, will arise and he will be diverse from the first and he will be different from all who have come and will move to power by subduing three kings. So he will have the majority and he will move to world power and become the world dictator of the entire world. And we can actually see this in the book of Revelations 13, verse 7, which reads, <clears throat> It was granted to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them, and authority was given uh, to him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. So he's going to become a, a world dictator. And that's the picture that's presented in uh, the book of Revelations 13, verse 7. And this will take place in the great tribulation period of seven years. Verse 25 of Daniel chapter 7 goes on to read, He shall speak pompous words against the Most High, shall persecute the saints of the Most High, and shall intend to change times and laws. Um, then the saints shall be given into his hand for a time and times and and times and half a time so here you know the little horn is a blasphemer and we can actually see this in revelations 13 verse 5 and 6 which actually reads and he was given a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies and he was given authority to continue for 42 months that's three and a half years then he opened his mouth in blasphemy against god to blaspheme his name his tabernacle and those who dwell in heaven so he's, this little horn is a blasphemer. That's what the scripture says. So he will persecute the saints, as we have seen in uh, Revelations 12, um, verse 13 to 17, which um, reads, Now when the dragon saw that he had been cast to the earth, he persecuted the woman who gave birth to the male child. But the woman was given two wings of a great eagle, she that she might fly into the wilderness of her place where she is nourished for a time and times and half a time from the presence of the serpent so the serpent spewed water out of um, his mouth like a flood after the woman that he might cause her to be carried away by the flood but the earth helped the woman and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed up the flood which the dragon had spewed out of his mouth and the dragon was enraged with the woman and he went to make war with the rest of her offspring who keep the commandments of god and have the testimony of jesus christ so here he will persecute the saints um that's what scripture says and the little horn will change customs and laws and the period of the little horn um to reign is um of a short duration that will that we are told and that's three and a half years so during the last three and a half years of the great tribulation he will reign over the earth there will be you know a religious ruler um of the entire earth and who's going to be false and we're going to have a political ruler who is a dictator who will be a world dictator. Um, so verse 26 of scripture of Daniel goes on to read, But the court shall be seated and they shall take away his dominion and consume and destroy it forever. So here judgment shall sit, um, judgment shall um, actually sit. And this reminds us of the scene in, um, in heaven in Revelations 4 verse 5, which reads, um, 
and from the throne proceeded lighting, lightnings, thunderings, and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. So here, you know, we have, um, you know, you know, thrones are actually depicted in this particular uh, verse uh, scripture that I was just from reading, Revelations 4 verse 5, and it's determined by the one in the central throne and the lamb who is the executor of judgment, and it is also um, the agreement of all of God's created uh, creatures and redeemed intelligences in heaven that the beast must be put down and he must be judged and judgment is actually going to come it's going to follow the judgment shall sit and will continue through the great tribulation and the period is known as the times of the gentiles which actually began um you know when um, the scepter was handed over to the gentile that's nebuchadnezzar and it will continue through until christ comes to the earth to establish his kingdom verse 27 goes on to read then the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven shall be given to the people, the saints of the Most High. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey him. So here, this is a reference to the eternal kingdom, which appears first in the millennial for a period of a thousand years, and then Satan will be released for a short while, um, and then he will be cast into eternal damnation. And we find this in Revelations 20, and then it opens up into the into eternity. Verse 28 goes on to read, This is the end of the account. As for me, Daniel, my thoughts greatly troubled me, and my countenance changed, but I kept the matter in my heart. So Daniel, you know, did not give out to his, um, count, uh, um, you know, counterparts the visions and the these content and their contents since they belonged to the end times and they actually greatly disturbed him. So, you know, Dr. Dave McGee pointed out the study of prophetic scripture is meant to be transforming. So this is the aspect uh, that's meant to be transforming. It's not meant for uh, argumentative purposes. It's meant for us to transform us, to let us know what's coming in order for us to be transformed and, you know, to learn more of scripture and to meditate more on the word of God. So yeah, this is today's teaching. Thank you all for listening in. God bless and have a pleasant Thursday. Bye-bye.